Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we head over to the state of Iowa. Yes, the state of Iowa. Why Iowa? Why not? Actually, in my research, I was just really astounded by all of the various paranormal hotspots the state of Iowa has. And we're talking haunted roads, bridges, asylums, of course, hotels, cemeteries, just amazing stuff. Amazing stuff Iowa has. Now, in case you aren't familiar, Iowa is pretty much located in the middle of America. It's known for its production of corn, apparently pigs, and soybeans. And prior to all this research, it was basically an agricultural state to me. But now it just seems like this amazing paranormal hotspot. So, between these lovely farms and charming green pastures, there are just some seriously sinister and deep, dark places to check out. So, let's go Iowa dark. Our first stop is Iowa City. Heading over to the Oakland Cemetery located along Brown Street and Highway 1, this cemetery was established in 1843. Inside this otherwise peaceful resting place is an ominous, blackened, bronze, eight-foot-tall statue of an angel with its arms outstretched and head bowed that causes people to be concerned. This statue was installed in 1912, and it was created by Teresa Federvert, which was intended to commemorate father and son Nicholas and Eddie Federit. Teresa's husband and son. However, after Teresa's death in 1924, the statue mysteriously began turning black, starting with the eyes. Now, people naturally began to hypothesize why. Why is this statue turning dark? Well, there were rumors that Teresa had dabbled in the dark arts, that she was a witch, a bad one apparently. And as a result, she cursed the angel she created to turn dark as a means to protect over her family plot. And to add some sinister plot twist to this darkened angel, it is said that anyone who is, I, they use the word brave, but if it's a true thing, then they're stupid. But anybody who decides, we'll go with that, anybody who decides to kiss the statue or even dare to touch it, they supposedly die instantly. Others claim that just walking beneath it, like getting too close, will result in some sort of horrible fate or tragic loss of some sort. Now, 
There's even a story of a man, and I don't know why he was trying to do this, but a man was trying to cut off the hand of the statue with a hacksaw. He ended up going insane and being found in the Chicago River, and supposedly he later died. Now, on top of all of this, again, according to legend, the statue tends to turn a shade darker after every Halloween. Now, in addition to this, people who visit the cemetery have claimed to hear ghostly voices and see very strange light anomalies, you know, floating around the cemetery, just, you know, strange orbs of light going about their biz, perhaps being a reflection of the other ghosts present. But because, again, it is a cemetery. All right, leaving Iowa City, let's head to Maxwell. Located in the town of Maxwell is the Farrar Schoolhouse. Now, I had the wonderful opportunity to speak with one of the current owners of this school. The building for the school began in 1918, and the building was dedicated in 1921. Its first senior class consisted of two seniors, so that was, you know, one quick graduation in 1922. And the school operated until 2001. Today, the Olivers, the current owners, have opened up the haunted school for both day stays and night stays. Now, this place has been featured on Discovery Channel's My Ghost Story and Ghost Stalkers, as well as Kindred Spirits. So what kind of things are happening here? Well, according to Nancy, one of the current owners, she has confirmed that they definitely hear strange noises at the school. These noises are voices, the, the sound of slamming doors, the sound of children laughing. Now, I did ask her about shadow people, and she did share that she personally had not seen any shadow people, but that others, including the cast of Kindred Spirit, they claim to have seen the shadow people. And as for Nancy's personal experiences... She shared how one day she was coming up from the basement steps when she saw a small boy who was kind of standing between the fourth and the fifth step with his hand resting on the rail, just standing there staring at her. Now, I also had read in my research about a photo of a ghost sitting on the edge of the auditorium stage and how one person claimed that an unseen figure helped them steady themselves as they were about to lose their balance at the at the top of the stairs. However, did not get a chance to confirm these events and evidence with Nancy. But Nancy did share that one of her favorite recorded EVPs captured during the ghost hunt was that of a ghost hunter asking the ghost students if they ever got in the trouble and if they had to stand in the corner or something of that nature, and one of the ghost children replied, clear as day or worse. So not only did the child not only acknowledge the question, the child responded with a far more sinister response. Now, aside from the ghost boy on the basement steps, Nancy also explains that she has had the experience of hearing something of like a, big metal crashing sound hitting the floor 
and then the sounds of dragging, like the metal's being dragged. However, when she or her husband go to investigate the noise, they find nothing. They find nothing amiss. They find nothing that could possibly be making the noises. And she even explained that this has actually happened a couple of times. And when it does, it's always the floor above her. So she's walking through and the noise tends to happen directly above her. And when she was telling me this, because I had a very similar experience, not at this particular school, but at a boys' school, I totally got chills when she was sharing this because I had a very similar scenario happen with me. And the curious thing about her hearing this noise, this scenario, she said that not only have other people heard the same exact thing she's described, but they've also caught it this type of haunting paranormal activity on recording. So when I asked Nancy what was it like living there, she explained that in the 14 years of living there, because they live in the actual building, to her it's just a building. It's not scary. She's, n- she's never been afraid. She explained that it was all part of the building, which I think is pretty amazing. Now, I do want to point out, if you Google the school, you will see other ghost hunters' experiences and EVPs on YouTube. And this, to me, just basically confirms that this place is pretty legit. And again, the Olivers, the current owners, do offer day stays and night stays. So if ever you're in this area, I would recommend checking them out. Okay, moving on from this haunted schoolhouse, let's talk haunted roads. Stony Hollow Road, that is. Located in Burlington, just eight miles north, near the mighty Mississippi, is the Stony Hollow Road. So what is happening here? Why this road is reportedly haunted. And it begins with the sad tale of a woman by the name of Lucinda. Of course, there are some various versions, but it all circles around Lucinda and her broken heart. One version is that Lucinda gone to meet the man she was secretly engaged to, but unfortunately, he never showed up. And being brokenhearted and distraught and just destroyed of him not showing up, and in addition to the belief that some people believe that he ran off with another woman, while others say, hey, he was just a little late, Lucinda took action, she ends up killing herself by jumping off the edge of the cliff on Stony Road. Now, that's one version. She was just supposed to meet the guy she was supposed to marry. The other version is that she was actually married to the guy, and he left her for another man. Basically, both versions say she got jilted, decided to end her life by jumping off the bridge. Sadly, her soul still lingers on in our world, and it has been reported that people driving down the road claim to see Lucinda's ghosts, as well as if you go where Lucinda jumped to her death at these particular bluffs at night and utter her name three times, she might appear. And the creepy part is, is if she appears... And she drops a rose at your feet. They say you will die the very next day. So proceed on your own. 
I wouldn't do it. I don't mess around with superstition. That puts you in the dark corner. Okay. Either way, from Burlington, let's head to Cresco. And let's talk about the theater. Open for business in 1915, the Cresco Theater and Opera House served as a location for live performances as well as the, the movies, the flicks. It is believed that thanks to the renovations that took place in 1978, this stirred the ghosts that were lingering in the building. And now it is considered to be a hot spot for ghost and paranormal activity. So what's going on here? People have witnessed what they believe are the ghosted vaudeville performers on the stage. Another entity that they have seen is this one ghost who likes to basically sit in the dark. And when you see the ghost and approach the ghost, the ghost will up and vanish. People have reported strange temperature changes. People have reported the sounds of footsteps when they are completely alone in the theater. Staff has been known to complain about how the ghosts tamper with the lighting and the projection equipment. They even have had claims of mysterious shadow figures basically lurking around the theater, and particularly the basement. Strange noises, strange voices, and we're talking no source of these. If that's not enough, sometimes they have the sm- they they come across the smell of perfume and or the scent of a smoked cigar when again there's nobody around and they have noticed that things have been moved around or objects just tend to disappear and reappear on their own accord and sometimes they have electrical disturbances lights may flicker Radios and TVs will turn on and off by themselves, and some have claimed to have seen actual apparitions. So, this place is, I mean, alive with the sounds of ghosts, it sounds like. And it's actually kind of a pretty building, a very firm, you know, studious building. Uh, But either way, now that we've got our stage fright on, Let's head to Scotch Grove and let's discuss the Edinburgh Manor. This manor was a building redone in the mid-1800s with the intentions of being a poor farm. Now, I don't know what a poor farm is. So, apparently, it's where people or disabled people or incurably insane people get a chance to farm the land and tend to livestock in exchange for room and board. So it's kind of like a working farm. That's the best way to to describe it. And the one thing you have to remember, especially back then, I mean, the mid-1800s, even the early 1900s, farm work was pretty dangerous, and there were many accidental deaths and accidents. But also, there were some concerns that some of the deaths were highly suspicious because there were over 150 documented deaths on the property. So with all these people starting to kind of die off, again, mysteriously and otherwise, they had to add a cemetery. But here's the kicker. There are only 80 former residents buried there. So do the math because something doesn't smell right. This is a grave mistake. 
get it. Point is, if you have over 150 deaths and then and if you have half of them buried, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Now, Edinburgh Manor operated from 1850 to 1910. And in 1910, the poor house, the poor farm gets demolished. But using the same plot of land, Edinburgh Manor gets raised in the same exact spot. You guys know how I feel about bad juju getting into the actual dirt, the actual soil. Once it's there, it's there. Now, the intent of the new building was to house the elderly and those with extreme mental illnesses and disabilities. And as such, Edinburgh Manor operated for the next 100 years, closing its door in 2010. However, since it's basically the second asylum, because remember, the, the poor farm housed the incurably insane. That might explain why some people died mysteriously. But either way, both of these asylums were on the very same plot of land, and between the mysterious deaths, the supposed accidents, the impression of the mentally and physically diseased, it really should come to no surprise that this place is haunted. In fact, it was even showcased on an episode of Ghost Adventures. I'm telling you, I was impressed with Iowa, how haunted this little state is. Now, today the building is open for tours, day tours, and overnight stays. But you have to be aware that there is one particular entity, one particular spirit, that they actually named the Joker. This guy is known to be violent. He has been known to throw plates across the room and has been known to choke people who are there. So in doing my research, I took a moment and checked out their website. And guys, they've got some serious, serious paranormal evidence. And that includes a creep-ass picture. I mean, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, ooh, shit, miss. And some unnerving EVPs. So this, this, I just, I, this was astounding to me. So again, good news, bad news. It is available for you to investigate. Now, moving on from Edinburgh, Mena, we go to Bloomfield, to the Mars Hill Church and Cemetery. Built in 1865, this log cabin church is believed to be the only one still in use in the United States. Now, for those of you who are abroad, um, in America, one of the types of buildings we built, especially on the prairies, expanding west, were log cabins. Now, this building was also an active stop on the Underground Railroad, and it is said that the cemetery marks the final resting place of at least one veteran from every single American war. Now, I don't know for a fact, because I've never been there, I've never been to Iowa, if I haven't said that already, but I kind of go, hmm, because Iowa wasn't in existence when the American Revolution happened. So, either way, paranormally speaking, it is said that occasionally they come across evidence that tell the people maintaining the building that ritual masses have been conducted in this church. 
And again, they find the pentagrams on the floor. They find, you know, things not right in the building when, you know, these things shouldn't be there. It is also believed that the spirits of those in the graveyard and of the slaves who didn't finish their journey of the Underground Railroad is said to haunt the church as well. So people who had hoped for a better life and didn't succeed and those who were buried right next to the church, it is believed that they're hanging around Mars Hill. But on top of that, on top of the ritual masses, on top of the spirits haunting the church, it is said that this area is considered to be a favorite spot for UFO hunters as multiple UFO sightings have happened in this particular area over the years. Now, on this property is a jail. It's a three-story revolving jail, supposedly the only one ever built. They call it the Squirrel Cage Jail. And it was built in 1885. And it operated to 1969. Today it is a museum and a paranormal hotspot. Visitors touring the jail have said that they have heard ghosts. That they have even seen ghosts. The ghost that they believe to be the first resident. And for some strange reason they've seen this little girl dressed in gray. In addition to seeing ghosts. They have seen doors open and close. They have seen strange lights as well as heard disembodied voices. And overall, this building kind of just gives you the, the El Creepos. Unfortunately, in 2006, some piece of shit torched the chapel, the church. Uh, but it was rebuilt using the wood from the actual building. But sadly, visitors are no longer to be inside the church. However, you can visit the grounds. And when I was doing my research, I came across this one shared story of how they came to the church. They wanted to take a look around. And when they got out of the car, the radio turned on by itself, even though the car was turned off. And they started not feeling so well. They started having a massive headache, felt nausea, and got the overall sensation that they were being watched, the overall sensation that they weren't wanted there, and having enough, when they got back to their car, their radio was on again, even though the keys were in his pocket, and more importantly, the engine was not turned on. So definitely something super creepy is going on here. And it's a very curious looking building and it's i mean it's old it's super old all right moving on to fort dodge there we head to tara banwell bridge which has many local legends and ghostly lores one such legend is that a frustrated farmer he in the afterlife has decided to haunt the area and he died it is believed he died after cursing the winds, which I don't get, but there you have it. Other legends and lore say that someone, or rather something, lives under the bridge. But the saddest and scariest legend of them all is surrounds a woman and her three children. 
Per the legend, a woman took her three kids to the bridge to quote-unquote see the train. Once the train started coming, she proceeded to throw her children onto the tracks one at a time, and they were each killed by the train. The mother then decided to commit suicide by jumping off the bridge. And since then, it has been said that if you drive on the bridge and do not stop, make sure all of your doors and windows are locked and closed. And they say if you don't do this, the ghost of the mom will reach in, pull you out, and throw you to your death. Now, of course, there are people who tempt the boundaries of these superstitions and legends and lore. And it is such that have reported by those who actually exited their vehicles to have seen strange orbs, to hear voices in the nearby woods. But more importantly, they even have heard the sounds of a woman moaning beneath the bridge. Remember, they said something or someone lives under the bridge. And if that's not creepy enough, they come back to their cars finding strange handprints on their car windows. So, guys, gals, future ghosts, <laughs> just be careful. I don't, that just, it creeps me out. It just creeps me out. Little handprints on car windows actually creeps me out. All right, last bridge, possibly because it's the most curious one in my opinion. Because I have to tell you, I was like, what? Oh my God. Heading to Lake City, I am talking about the Rainbow Bridge. So, let's talk about what's going on on the Rainbow Bridge in Lake City. Local legend says that this bridge is haunted by a ghost, but not just any old ghost. This is the ghost who has an infinite love of chocolate. That's right. It is said that if you leave an unopened chocolate bar or candy bar in the center of the bridge... Something creepy will happen. The contents of the candy bar will be gone, but the wrapper will still be completely wrapped, intact, unopened, as if the chocolate within magically disappeared. Someone was cuckoo for cuckoo puffs, apparently. So, Rainbow Bridge, take a candy bar if you're in the area. It doesn't specify, the information that I read does not specify it has to be at night. But that's when I would go, you know, in the dark, see what's what. But I don't know. I mean, this is an unusual ghost legend, so. Either way. Okay, so we talked about theaters, asylums, bridges, roads. Let's talk about a hotel. Heading to Bentonsport. I am, of course, referring to the Manson Inn. It's a hotel. Built in 1846, it has been used as a hospital several times, in particularly during the Civil War. And at one point in time, it was even part of the Underground Railroad. This seems to be a common theme in Iowa. Today, it is said that each room has its own particular ghost coexisting, but not really existing in it. So let's talk about Room 5. Room 5 is the home of a little boy named George. But in addition to being seen in room five, it's also been said that his apparition has been seen on the landing. Now, George likes to play tricks on people. He likes to move things around the house. He likes to knock on doors. He likes to poke and tug 
on your clothes, especially in the middle of the night. Now, in addition to Georgie, it has been said that people who have stayed in room 5 hear the strange thumping sounds coming from the room above. Like someone dropped something or was stomping on the floor. The clincher is, is that the area above room 5 is empty. They don't use it. Now, if that's not enough, one guest even complained about the constant squeaky sounds coming from above. The constant squeaking sound as if it was the sound of a rocking chair rocking. Now that does creep me out because one of the one of the best movies I think there was was The Woman in Black and you know Daniel Radcliffe is catching her rocking hard in that chair and that shit just scared the shit out of me. But either way, and there's also this interesting story that I came across where a doctor who believed to have died of diphtheria, diphtheria, that's a interesting word there. And when the previous owner was trying to redecorate the room, he would put wallpaper up trying to revamp the room. And he, the owner would come in the next day and find the wallpaper stripped off the walls. And he just thought, okay, I didn't hang it right with the best sticky stuff. And he would rehang it. But then he came back the next day and the sample book that was left of the wallpaper was open to a particular pattern and the wallpaper was down again. And so the owner got the hint that the ghost's preference was this particular wallpaper. And so that was what was purchased and the owner didn't have any problems since. So that's room five. Room seven. Now room seven is... We're an alleged, but it kind of sounds like an accidental murder, happens. A gentleman by the name of Mr. Knapp, with a K, was accidentally stabbed in the heart. And he died. He was confused as to which room was his. And after visiting the tavern and, you know, probably taking a few pints down... He was trying, he thought he was in his room and he was trying to get into bed when the guy in the bed thought he was being robbed, takes out his saber out of his walking stick and stabs Nap right in the heart. Now, those who have stayed in the room and are sensitive have, you know, said something really bad's happened here, something violent has happened here. Other people have reported the presence of something heavy and. They say that sometimes you can hear footsteps when there's nobody there. And sometimes it looks as if someone is lying on the bed. So he's still hanging around because he was killed and he wasn't expecting to die. Now, room eight. This one gets a little interesting. Room eight has an old man who uh, his body is like fog. But his head is very clear. And it doesn't help that his hair is white. So it comes as if it's basically this floating head, you know, in the room. But the thing is, is that he likes to appear in the mirrors. So when you're looking in the mirror and you see this floating head behind you, you turn around and he's gone. So that doesn't uh, startle anybody because you see this floating head across the room. 
In addition to these people, these guys, these guys, there's a spirit of an old woman in a white gown that likes to appear in several of the third floor rooms. And people have reported seeing other ghosts in other areas of the house, as well as, we're talking, you know, sensitives, people who can communicate, who aren't there to communicate. They've had a couple experiences. But even one of the owners have said that one of the ghosts, of uh, a, a previous owner, I believe, of the building, has explained to them that they did not like the renovations that were being done, converting the hotel and making the expansions of the bedrooms. So definitely, definitely a very paranormal hotspot in Iowa. All right, so that is what I have for you tonight on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. If you are curious or interested, send me a request. But in the meantime, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a city or a state, because it kind of bounced around in Iowa today, in mind, send me a request at wherethedarkcornersare at gmail.com. But until next time. Please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Mm-hmm.